Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Hi, I'm Kutcher Edwards. Beyond the Bars is 3CR's annual prison radio series where we share the mic with Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander inmates in Victorian prisons. We started in 2002 and this year marks 20 years on the air. Be sure to tune in at 11am each morning from Monday July the 5th to Friday July the 9th for Beyond the Bars 2021 broadcast. For more information, head to our website, 3cr.org.au forward slash beyond the bars. Thoughts within, visions I see, daring to dream, my destiny. I'd like to have a quick word about uh, public radio, particularly 3CR. The thing about public radio is that it's more open than the more formatted types of radio to what's going on around it. So when you listen to it, you're more likely to hear a reflection of real life. And 3CR being in the heart of Smith Street, Collingwood, is a particularly good example of what I'm talking about. If you'd like to uh, subscribe... The number is 94198377. You've been listening to the same. You could never understand. I'm completely hopeless at this. I break too often and at the wrong moments. My back wheel keeps trying to slide out from underneath me. I ring my way clumsily through the curves. I started this sport too late. My muscles were able to fit themselves to my bike. They actually liked it. Muscles are tractable and learn tricks fast. But racing downhill is a matter of nerves. And from the very start, my nerves have thought, to hell with you and your bicycle racing Yes, let's just slide into the Yarrabug radio show here at 3CR. Whether you're listening on that old AWA transistor in the kitchen, A55, streaming or you're podcasting this at some time, welcome to the Yarrabug show. We're here today on this beautiful, crystalline, clear Melbourne morning. 
is I actually saw a wattle on the way to the station this morning in full flower. And we've got a little bit of a show coming up. All about racing downhill, of course, and how we've got nerves of steel as we attack the climbs and the falls. A little bit on the tour and a little bit of on things that are coming up and things to do. Good morning, Faith. Good morning, Val. Spectacular morning, I've got to say. I'm sorry. I keep harping on about the weather. We've had a couple of special days. But it is it is uh, one of those. Per- I think someone else said it as they arrived at the station on their bicycle. Perfect. Absolutely perfect morning. There we go. To get a massive detour on the St Kilda Road bike lanes as they head into Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> if, if there was a morning to be sent on a uh, wild goose chase. Yeah, it'd be. It's today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no wild goose, goose chases. Um, look, Faith, have you got a bike moment or. I had one of my look of um, something I haven't done for a long time, actually. Um, love the botanical. We all love the botanical gardens. And I had a, uh, caught up with uh, somebody on um, Saturday morning, Sunday morning, and um, Anderson Street Hill always um, reminds me of our Emily Catcherick's name. We used to always have a competition. You start off the top. You can pedal or you don't have to pedal. It depends. Last one to touch the brakes. <laughs> <laughs> so I reckon I'm about to, I was 200 metres, oh no, 100 metres shy of the lights when it turned red at the bottom of the hill. And what, how does Emily put it? Going downhill at 40 miles an hour makes me feel brave and free. And I've got to tell you, here, I was on the Rally 20, which made it even look, even look a little bit sillier, like a circus bike. <laughs> Aero tuck and all. It was lovely. Everybody <laughs> go to the footy and hear them bombing down the hill. It was great, actually. It did raise the heartbeat a bit, but um, I'm no good at descending like that quote. Anyway. Well, I, I, the Anderson Street Hill does feature a little in uh, um, stories from the 1890s, uh, ah. people riding in towards Melbourne um, and, um, of course, they didn't have brakes on their bicycles then. It was a matter of um, having good, strong legs. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, no, that hill has a, a long and um, <laughs> a, a long history in Melbourne cycling. Exactly. <laughs> and you're throwing Sunday drivers and you've just got a perfect mix. <laughs> I think they had the same complaints because the – the road along the arrow would attract the Sunday drivers out in their um, gig and, of, yep. you know, people who weren't necessarily paying too much attention. <laughs> and bike moment. Well, I had I had three days in a row last week where I had to sit indoors staring at a computer screen uh, on Zoom. Oh. And, yeah, well, yes... <laughs> And um, so the fourth day I thought, stuff it, I'm going for a ride Um, and nowhere too exciting. I I only had a certain amount of time but I headed up towards the Ring Road and I was at crossing Sydney Road and the Ring Road and waiting at the lights and a couple pulled up behind me, um, even older than I am, but – and just that thing where they're talking amongst themselves and you catch – occasional bits of the conversation and it was along the lines of people aren't like in the old days people don't do what they used to do no one 
does the nice things yeah. sort of. And we we all set off once the lights changed, heading east on the ring road bike path, and I overtook them and a little not too far along suddenly heard all this air rushing out of my rear tire. So stopped to work out what was happening and yep. why and how bad was it. And was by that stage sort of down on my knees on the ground playing with my tire and um saw them both sail straight past. Oh no. <laughs> and I thought <laughs> Oh, well, things aren't like they were in the old days. <laughs> oh, oh, strange danger. A... Oh, God, I can't believe it. <laughs> oh. It's funny because I thought um, yeah. normally people stop and ask you, you're okay if you need yeah, help. Yeah. And, and I've always said, no, it's it's fine. But you quite like that they asked. Yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was. I think I said that to some of them, and you guarantee if you pull over the side of the road and look at your chain, yeah. every person that goes past you says, oh, do you want a hand? Well, even oh, you're good. often you well? um, waiting for someone, like I'll arrange to meet someone at a spot yeah. and, and I'll be just standing there on the side waiting and people yeah. will, you know, be stopping and saying, is everything okay? Uh, <laughs> oh. But no, people don't do that anymore. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Um, that is a little bit... Um, it's a little bit quirky, but here we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this week, that prostate-pounding peloton is Paris-bound. Yes. Should we do some um, Radiothon yes, oh, yes, donations first? Because we've, as people will have heard, we've been uh, raising money to keep 3CR on the air. It's the annual Radiothon. And we've had... Uh, a lot of great donations, including a couple more that came in over the weekend, so I just wanted to give them a shout. Um, since Chris was on air last Monday, Gordon has given us a donation of $20. Thank you, Gordon. Uh, Borandura Bug have given – every year they do this ah. – um, a brilliant donation of $100, so thank you very much for that. Thank you, Borandura. Borandura. I always get the – yeah, yeah. The double O and the single mixed up. And um, Graham Cross has given us a huge donation over the weekend, $250 for the um, 3CR. So all those donations are tax deductible. You will get a tax receipt to use when you put your um, tax in this year. Yeah. Uh, and you do have a couple more days to get those in. So if you do, if you ha were planning on making a donation, yeah. then... Um, Please do so. Other, but we have met our target. Yes. Yeah. So wonderful. That's wonderful. Uh, 3CR can always do more, and there is still a way to go on reaching our overall target. So you can make your donation at 3cr.org.au or by calling 94198377. Or send us a text with your donation as we're travelling along. And just don't forget, what have we got, 28th, 29th, 30th? We've got a couple of days. Yeah. 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 Should be good. And great to see in this, um, I'm going to say, time of lockdown and unlockdown and um, obviously uh, a few restrictions on guests in the radio station and having live guests. It's great that the 3CR's Radiothon has gone off. Yep. 
I think the again. new restrictions hit just as the Radiothon went live and uh, we all had to cancel our live guests. But um, yep. great to see that support. And I'll just mention also, we've done this a few times before, but um, I'll mention it again. If you've got a really good bike moment you want to share and you think everyone needs to hear about, you can send us a text at 04-888-09-855 and uh, we'll share those. Yeah. Hopefully, story about the time you did stop it. Somebody <laughs> across the road and you did help them. <laughs> oh, it was the juxtaposition. It was just, yeah, oh, yeah. anyway. Uh, other news. Have you got some or shall well, I go? Well, you go, yeah. Um, so if you were riding down through Yarra this morning, you may have noticed that the pop-up bike lane southbound on Brunswick Street uh, from – just after Gertrude approaching Victoria Parade um, is now in place. That's going to be there for 12 to 18 months and it provides a separated bike path for riders. There's also a little bit of protection through the intersection with Victoria, sure. which is nice to see. Yep. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes. There's 12 to 18 months to collect uh, yeah. feedback on that. Uh, it's an interesting corridor through there. It's a big intersection. and uh, Anyway, it's uh, it'd be nice to have it solved a little bit. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I've, I've ridden through that, but it can get a bit hairy, that intersection. There's so many directions that things are coming from. Yeah, and yeah. this just marks out one space where there's a little bit less for you to think about and have to for drivers to have to think about and yeah. negotiate. It's very clear where they can't go. So um, check it out if you haven't already. And uh, make sure you give – that's a Department of Transport project in conjunction with the City of Yarra, so make sure you give them some feedback on that. And um, talking about the City of Yarra, Yarra Council last week voted to amend their 21-22 budget uh, after getting feedback. So there were community calls for more safe cycling infrastructure and that resulted in a Mayor's Amendment – which gave an additional $282,000 boost to the budget for cycling infrastructure. Um, There were some other active transport and uh, congestion busting tweaks and projects in that. So I'm pretty sure Chris will be covering that in detail in the next show. Yeah. And look, there um, there seem to be there's a lot of uh, redoing of the green laneways, new paint, and that there's been a lot in Yarra. They've been quite um, focused on it a bit. Uh, while we're talking about Yarra, I think I was up the Yarra Trail near the Walmer Bridge on um, the weekend. There's a fair bit of work going on a, a bit of the path there. So if you're riding up that way, just be a little bit careful. Um, it can get a little bit... Uh, it's a little bit packed in there and they're doing some major renovations on it. It's um, good to see it all updated, but I think updating now means not just redoing paint. You no. Know, it's, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Although, no, look, I've seen some of, those, um, some of those tracks can get a bit slippery when that green glass wears off the top. I like to see them putting new stuff on it. But anyway, oh, yeah. No, yeah, you know, yeah. they're just redoing them. Um, um, we're going to be back just after this little chat about not throwing away bicycles, rebirthing them, 
and making them work again. 3CR would like to thank our Yarrabug program sponsor, Vacro's Second Chance Cycles, for their financial support. Second Chance Cycles is a fantastic community workshop that recycles bikes, trains people in bike mechanics and sells bikes to the local community. If you have a healthcare card, they'll give you a bike free of charge. To find out more, search for Vacro online or drop into the underground car park, Harmsworth Street, Collingwood, any Thursday or Friday. And you're back listening to the Yarrabung Radio Show. Gotcha. Um, I know you're meant to go next, Val, but I just want to get in with, we've just had another donation from Dana, who's already made uh, a donation earlier in the Radiothon and um, has just made another very generous one. So thank you very much, Dana, for that. Thank you very, very much. Now, we know the Tour de France is on, but I'm just going to go backwards in time for a little bit. Fifty years ago, remember the year 1971. A little bit famous in tour history because it was the middle winner of that most famous Belgium. Not Claude Van Damme. No, Eddie Merckx, the cannibal. Won three in a row. This was his middle one. Wore the jet... Wore the yellow jersey on day one and carried it all the way to Paris. The other kooky little thing about his um, main sponsor in those days, my Belgian pronunciations are not good, Montini, I think it was. And it was a lovely sort of, I wouldn't say it was a lovely colour actually, but all the bikes were painted this, um, maybe, look, the colour of a... Tan pork sausage is probably the best description of the colour of the bicycles. And that's, well, perfect because Montini was a producer of sausages. And the bicycles were coloured the same colour as a sausage. There we go. Um, And the Belgians were a clean sweep in that year, 1971. Um, So an interesting year, only 22 teams tough to and uh, another link beyond the Belgian one with the current Tour de France is yep. that uh, one of the riders Merckx had a great rivalry with was uh, Raymond Polydor yes who is the grandfather of Mathieu van der Poel who won last night's stage you are kidding me. of the Tour de France it was one year that um, the eternal second, Raymond yep. Polidor, yep. it was one of the tours that he didn't ride in. Uh, 1971. One. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, Look at that. Uh, interesting that you pulled that one out of the hat, Val. Well, I've, I've been looking at going downhill all, all week. <laughs> I've got the quote, theme. got everything else. You know, Anderson Street, it's all good. <laughs> oh, that is that is absolutely lovely. And, well, it was. The, the yeah. finish last night, um, Vanderpool was completely overcome. And, yeah. uh, oh. you know, it was a, a very emotional uh, ride and finish. Yeah. And uh, we'll be wearing the yellow jersey that his grandfather never got to wear. Oh. Um, so quite the start to the Tour de France. I think the the first evening we had Anna Philippe and yeah. – uh, 
who lost his father last year and who's now a new father himself. Um, it's uh, it's a, a so far a tour of uh, driven by emotion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> interesting. I mean, if anybody's not up to date on that tour history from that time, um, the Frenchman Jacques Cartel won three or four. You know, just dominant Frenchman. But uh, Poltador always coming second, but so much more loved by the French public than poor Jacques. <laughs> and you know, he was. Um, He's a great story, actually, and he stayed hanging around the tour for a long, long time, was always uh, lovely to be interviewed at some stages. He was a great contributor to the sport of cycling. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. And we, you don't have to win. No, to, to yeah. leave that mark yeah. uh, on the, the event. And um, there's a bit of that, too. Again, last night I th- we saw Ida Schelling, yeah. um, who that's – I was thinking about that thing. You don't have to win, you know. Just watching on the first night, the and again last night, the enjoyment um, yeah. he had in just accruing points uh, towards the King of the Mountains jersey. Just that insane, <laughs> cheeky little <laughs> and and totally insane rides and sprints. At, um, but that sheer enjoyment and yeah. being out there, and yeah, you know, you don't have to win to be making a big contribution to the race. No, the... no, you don't have to be a robot or an autotron. You know, you can have character. You can be an autotron like Jacques and Mister La, but you know, doesn't mean anything in the end. <laughs> it's not about how you push the pedal. Sometimes <laughs> that's how much heart you put into it. But anyway, um, uh, coming up. We've got the Roubaix coming up. Are we we're close to a date there, are we? Um, well, oh, Roubaix sorry. was going to be last weekend, but that was moved a couple of weeks ago when we first went into lockdown to August. So uh, it would be worth checking out if you can still get tickets for that. If it's something you were thinking of doing, yeah. Um, and maybe going back to news a little. Oh, sorry. We yeah. um, there's a VCAT hearing that's been ongoing for a couple of months now into uh, the proposal for a bunning store on Glen Lyon Road, Brunswick. Uh. And besides uh, a record-breaking number of objections from residents, uh, Moreland Bicycle User Group are also uh, a party to that hearing. So there were three days last week where that hearing was resumed. Um, it's now been going for 11 days, five uh, a month or two ago and three last week. And these three days were to hear the traffic evidence presented yeah. by Moreland Council, uh, the residents and Moreland Bug, and uh, the applicant didn't get through it all in the three days. Uh, um, so the never-ending hearing is now got another day scheduled for July. But it, it was um, very interesting, as you can expect. The traffic is the most significant issue with uh, the development. Um, and, you know, there was a lot of very rigorous cross-examination. The applicant's traffic engineer did concede that uh, there will be an increased risk to riders using Glenline Road. Road. And the, the issue is, of course, that Glenline Road is part of the principal bicycle network. Its designation as a council major road is for locals to get around to local destinations. Yeah. Um, and if you look at the Moreland Integrated Transport Strategy, 
it is a road that is described as one that should be prioritising pedestrian and cyclist movements. So to have a development that brings traffic movements that will increase the risk to yeah. people on bicycles is um, a major concern and in conflict with all the policy from for the area right. and the activity centre. I'm so, trying to think there's a childcare centre or a kindergarten. There's two childcare centres, oh, yeah. a kindergarten, a park, a swimming pool, a high school, a second high school moving there next year, yeah. RMIT, links to lots of public transport, yep. lots of other bike routes, access yep. to local primary schools. Yep. It's, it's a really significant route. It's used a lot by kids from 13 and up or yep. as passengers on their parents' bicycles. That's, yep. I think, one thing that's noticeable if you're down there, the number of children who are being carried around as passengers yeah. on parents' bicycles. So, And the issue is that Bunnings are proposing a car park for 236 vehicles that one traffic engineer estimated, you know, on a Saturday there'll be up to 500 movements across the bicycle park. lane. yeah. And every car accessing that car park has to cross the bike lane. So if there's yep. one every seven seconds, then the integrity of the bike lane as a safe space uh, for people to use to move around is uh, really compromised. Uh, there's a Bunnings close to me that actually has exactly the same thing. And I mean, you just purposely don't ride anywhere near it. How long before they make a decision? Do they got a timeline? Um well, the final hearing date will be mid-July and then after that I'm guessing it'll take a few months before we see a decision. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah, interesting. So, um, yeah, a, a really important uh, update for everyone trying to get around Brunswick by bike. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, if you're at a loss for something to do... There's a lovely little, um, I think I've mentioned this before, there are two beautiful iconic trees sitting in Burnley Horticultural Gardens. One of them a Californian redwood and the other one a Queensland cowrie. These are very, very old trees and they sit in the middle of the Melbourne University Burnley campus in the little Burnley Botanical Gardens there, one of Melbourne's little hidden spots these two trees with her within about 30 metres of each other. Lovely to watch. You're taken? No? It is worth it. Uh, and look, a lot of people ride past on the uh, Richmond Boulevard, ride straight past that thing. It's a wonderful little detour if you need to stretch your legs. Uh, as I said, there are two quite special trees in that... Um, Car park, one a California Redwood and the other one a Queensland Cowrie, which are just, you know, probably went in 1840 and wow. they're just enormous. Yep. You know? yep. And there's an old sugar gum around the other corner, but um, really quite spectacular. And um, the trees can make a ride. Well, but... yes, you've got to sit somewhere. And on this is a beautiful garden, I've got to say. But yep. it's uh, great. Something to do yep. in this beautiful weather. Perfect weather for it over the next few days. Yep. And the, um, as we're saying, the wattle won't be far behind us. (laughs) 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 Come round so quick, Faith. I know. Yes. Yep. We'll uh, have to talk about the the wattle fiend this year in a timely manner. Yes. Um, We're, um, 
we're lucky to be here, 3CR. <laughs> we are. And 3CR's provided a place for us to talk about bicycles and our little whimsical ways. And the Radiothon has shown us that there's a lot of support out there and we want to thank you very much for that. And as you know, all the presenters on all the shows at 3CR are... Volunteers. Exactly. Everyone's a volunteer. So if you can uh, make a donation to the Radiothon, you can do that at 3cr.org.au or by dialing 94198377. Coming up next is... Shebop. If I can find it. This is a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. Go to allthews.3cr.org.au.